Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. It's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Morning, Keith. Turn your microphone Turn my mic on, on there. Yeah, okay. happy, happy Monday. Happy Monday to you. Busy Monday. So we've got mm-hmm. lots going on. The trucker convoy protesters, a lot of them still in Ottawa, saying they're not going anywhere. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, a short time ago, just at a news conference, he talked about the trucker convoy, also confirming that he has tested positive for COVID and is isolating as a result. Here's what Trudeau had to say about that just a short time ago. The battle against COVID-19 is still dominating so many parts of our lives. This virus affects us all. Two of my own children have now contracted it. And this morning, I learned I, I tested positive for COVID-19 as well. I feel well and have no symptoms. Of course, I'll be working remotely this week and we'll keep following public health guidelines. I want to take this opportunity to remind Canadians to please get vaccinated. It's a challenge that my family and I are facing, but there's nothing unusual or special about it. It's a challenge too many Canadians and people around the world know all too well. Okay, Trudeau speaking a short time ago. Interesting, yeah. like he's got no symptoms. Test positive, no, no symptoms. No, and it's, uh, it's, that's the common story right now. The yeah. Omicron is so transmissible. It's so infectious out there. So many people have it and not even aware that they have it. So he was able to get tested. Most people can't get tested in, in many jurisdictions because just not the, the tests are being reserved for strategic purposes. So that, yeah, that doesn't that, that includes the prime minister. Is that a strategic purpose? Well, I think poli- <laughs> I think public health leaders and public and uh, prime ministers and cabinet ministers are on the on the the, the uh, preferred list to, to getting tested. Interesting. I ran into Lieutenant Governor BC Lieutenant Governor Janet Austin on Saturday, who revealed she had tested positive a week ago. Uh, but again, very mild symptoms. Yeah, and this is the reality. You know, Dr. Bonnie Henry on last week is saying we're going to start lifting restrictions in mid-February. Other jurisdictions as well. Ontario today lifts restrictions on restaurants. Yeah, uh, lifts restrictions on gyms. Uh, other Denmark, even though cases are surging in Denmark, they're lifting restrictions there. They're lifting mm. restrictions in England, in the United Kingdom, and that's going to be the pattern around the world where you're going to see the acknowledgement that you have to live with Omicron. Take you know, you're not going to lift mask requirements, for example, or social distancing rules, but you're going to see a lot of facilities open and crowds gather in larger numbers than we saw before. I just saw, I just got an email from the uh, the BC Home and Garden Show, BC Place, for the first time, I think, in two years, in March, is going to have people gathering in BC Place to go to a Home and Garden Show, which, again, wow, another <laughs> sign that we're, we're reopening to a far greater degree than any time since March 2020. Okay, that's very all very hopeful and potential to see some restrictions lifted, but no indication that any vaccine mandates are going to be lifted anytime soon, which was the point of this trucker convoy. Yeah, on the weekend. and 
BC set uh, June 30th for the expiration of the vaccine mandate order here. That may be changed. Who knows? I mean, we are headed towards reopening on a number of fronts. Whether that affects vaccine mandates uh, remains un- unclear. Okay. We saw the trucker convoy roll into Ottawa on the weekend. There mm-hmm. is still a lot of protesters on Parliament Hill this morning. We dedicated the first hour of the show today talking about this. Justin Trudeau, a short time ago, talked about the trucker convoy, and he had a message for truckers. This is what he had to say, and then I'll get your thoughts. To the politicians exploiting people's fears, I ask you to think long and hard about the consequences of your actions. To the nearly 90% of truckers across the country who've gotten vaccinated, who continue working hard to keep us fed and keep our economy moving, thank you. Truckers have tough jobs, long hours on the road, days away from their families, real challenges, particularly over the past two years, as they've continued to step up to put food on our shelves and on our tables, to support us with life-saving medication and supplies. We have relied on you, and you can rely on us to continue to stand with you and allow you to do your jobs safely. Okay, Trudeau speaking a short time ago, and at the start of that, you heard him say to the politicians who are trying to exploit people's fears, I think, fairly obvious attack on Aaron O'Toole, Mm -hmm. other conservative MPs have been warning about food shortages in Canada, empty grocery store shelves because of the vaccine mandate Mm -hmm. at the border. I'm sure that's that's what he's referring to. We try. Listen, we tried to get the conservatives on the show here today. They've run. They wouldn't come on. And they've not appeared on any other media. They're not. They're they're completely shut down because why? Well, they've they've backed the wrong horse here. This truckers rally, this convoy has blown up in their face. Uh, it's the, the dominant uh, stories in the media attached to this convoy are about desecrating the tomb of the unknown soldier, which is a no-go for 99.999% Canadians, uh, Doing, you know, using the Terry Fox statue as a political message box, even though that has happened in other, in other uh, situations, and harassing uh, and, um, and even assaulting uh, uh, the the soup, soup kitchen. Soup, soup kitchen <laughs> that was the worst one. Which is just unfathomable. No, quite apart from throwing beer bottles at Evan Solomon's head, the CTV correspondent in Ottawa, which is reprehensible enough. So all the stuff that's made news attached to this convoy is incredibly negative stuff that Canadians don't Well, pack. is it fair, though, to isolate those incidents? Sure, it's in, fair. In a, hang on. I'm, hang on. In a, in a large, very large protest that was otherwise peaceful, there were no arrests. Yeah. There were no. There was no violence. So I've covered, I, you know, I've, I've covered hundreds of protests. I've never seen those types of acts associated with a protest. Not just one, not just two. Not just three. This is the mentality of the far-right crowd that's taken over this protest. It's not about um, mom-and-pop trucker from from Abbotsford. This is a far-right insurrectionist mob that wants the government to be overthrown, to take out. The the organizers say they will not leave until the government resigns. This is not about that. Even by their own admission, it's got... beyond vaccine mandates they want the government gone there are there are reasonable voices in the country though on the vaccine mandates including the largest business organizations yeah, in canada it's, it's, it's hang on a second the the canadian chamber of commerce right the canadian council of manufacturers the canadian federation of independent business it's, it's, all ca- hang on a sec all calling on trudeau to that. take down that mandate yeah, at the border but it's gone beyond by the by the organizers own admission by the people leading this convoy own admission it's got nothing to do with vaccine mandates anymore they want all public health measures gone 
They want the government to resign. Yeah. That's absolutely intolerable. I don't care what the Canadian Chamber of Commerce has to say about that. They're not advocating well, there's the two different of things. the government. Well, okay, I will put the, I'll give you this. The Canadian Chamber of Commerce and these other groups that are saying like, hey, these vaccine mandates are bad for business. We think you should take them down. Like, okay, they're, they're speaking from their perspective as business leaders. They're not endorsing that trucker convoy at the same time no, they say they're that. they're not. So, so this, okay. again, there's two separate issues here. I mean, the vaccine mandates and passports, that's an interesting issue. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be debated for, for weeks and months, particularly as we ease restrictions. The pressure on, and again, the federal government doesn't impose these these mandates by and large. It's only on the border issues. The provincial governments are the ones who have the vaccine passports or mandates, and they're the ones implementing them. And the pressure will be on the governments as we ease restrictions, as we come into this, into the spring, the pressure will be on to relax these mandates. But we're not there yet. And again, this protest in Ottawa has gone well beyond that. Let's talk about the political turmoil across the pond in the United Kingdom. So we covered this one last our favorite, week. Our favorite topic. Boris Johnson, the UK Prime Minister, on Bojo. the hot seat Bojo, over the Partygate scandal. Well, the report is out. This is the report from the civil servant that investigated the parties at 10 Downing Street mm -hmm. in apparent contravention of, of COVID guidelines there. And it's very critical of Johnson and the way they've run his office. And Boris Johnson, a short time ago, stood up in the, the UK Parliament and apologized. And here's what he had to say. Uh, Mr. Speaker, I do care deeply about the hurt that is felt across the country uh, about the suggestion that uh, things were going on in number 10 that were in contravention of the, of the COVID rules. And I understand how deeply people feel about this and how angry uh, that they are. And, and, I, and I've apologised uh, several times, Mr. Speaker. But I must say that I think we should wait for the outcome of the inquiry by, before jumping to the conclusions uh, that he has. And in the meantime, we should focus on the issues that matter to the British people. Okay, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson. I, I think he's going to get through this now. I mean, I, I, I had my doubts a couple of weeks ago when, you know, the British uh, tabs and press were filled with articles speculating about his ouster of about, you know, 52 MPs just having to sign a letter calling for his uh, resignation to trigger a leadership review. But that, that seems to have stalled, even with the release of this report today. Well, we'll see. We'll see in the days ahead. If, if well, more conservative MPs jump on this, uh, then he's got a real problem. But so far, you know, maybe he's the opposition to him has peaked. Okay, well, uh, Boris Johnson says he's not resigning. He's not going anywhere. Uh, I wonder, too, if it might just blow over. I mean, it's not exactly Watergate, is no. it? I mean, we're talking about no. some parties, some boozing going on. Frat boy behavior, which yeah. doesn't necessarily... Now, you know, he had, he had his problems before this blew up. People were looking for an excuse to try to take him out. But again, I wonder whether the Conservative caucus looks and says, wait a minute, do we really want to risk an election where the Labour Party could uh, sort of emerge victorious? Yeah. All right, it's Baldry's Beat. Lots of phone calls. Let's go right to them. John in Vancouver. Hi, John. Go ahead. Good morning, Mike. Um, first off, I'd like to wish our Prime Minister a full recovery and his uh, son, I believe, as well, from uh, any ill effects from COVID. Um, in regards to the trucker convoy and circumstances in Ottawa, um, I, I was utterly disappointed with the uh, vitriol uh, or the nature of the uh, speech our Prime Minister made today. And, and again, just uh, fostering division amongst the people. And um, I'm speaking as a common Canadian citizen, uh, one of 335 uh, million thereabouts, um, that just want to express the frustration that we're feeling um, in regards to multiple levels of government that uh, are not showing any, you know, clear-cut path out of this way. You know, our Prime Minister 
never discussed any steps that the government is putting into plan to relax these mandates and these restrictions and these prohibitions. Uh, nothing in that nature. And other countries okay. are doing yep. that. Other, you know, other provinces are coming to an understanding that this yep. has to be dealt like with a flu. Um, and, and again, if he would just be, you know, humanize the people, just mm-hmm. understand, you know, that how much longer can we go? Um, we're, we're two years plus into this. We're a year okay. into yep. this. Thank, thank you, John. Yeah. Thank you, John. Yeah, no, yeah, I think he speaks for, for many people. There's, yeah. there is, um, frustration and resentment that we're still in this pandemic i yeah. mean that can't be helped i mean it is it is uh it is what it is but it's also what we're seeing is a reflection of our, our our nature of our peculiar healthcare system other countries may have a national healthcare system we don't we have provincial healthcare systems so the restrictions that are in place are from public health uh, officials in each individual well, province. Well, there, there are federal mandates and restrictions very, in place, very too. Very few. Compa- the well, federal government doesn't shut down restaurants. The federal government deals with borders and with their workforce. That's it. So any uh, gyms, restaurants, hockey games, those are all provincial jurisdictions, and that's the vast majority of restrictions. And so you're seeing provinces on an individual basis starting to relax restrictions. As I mentioned, Ontario today... Uh, is opening up. V- BC should, in mid-February, start relaxing crowd restrictions. So Trudeau con- controls the border and the federal workforce, and that's it. Okay, well, one thing I'll say about Trudeau, though, there's a lot of politics going on here. Oh, of course. Like, like, like he's, I think he senses that the conservatives he are vulnerable an on he's, this. He's, the fact yeah. that you and your producers could not get the conservative party, which normally jumps at the chance to be on the media, sure. jumps at the chance to be on CKNW, suddenly shies away because they yeah. know they're vulnerable on this issue. And, and Trudeau holding a news conference today, it wasn't about him testing positive for COVID. It was him taking a shot at Aaron O'Toole because he knows he's vulnerable. Yeah, on let's it. go to Deborah on the line in Victoria. Hi, Deborah. Go ahead. Hi. Um, I completely uh, support the con- the trucker convoy. I just think that they are awesome. I think that they represent a lot of us um, that want our freedom and our freedom to choose back. It's not up to the government to tell us what we have to put in our body. People have, through this mandate, have lost their jobs, and it's, it's, it's just wrong. And I think that we all need our freedom and our freedom to, cho- to choose. And right. Keith Baldry, you just really, you really annoy me. Cause Good. You, I'm, you glad I, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I do. I'm glad I do because I stick up for the majority of Canadians. Uh, when you've got 90% of the population willingly vaccinated, when you have you know, 10,000 people gathered in Ottawa, 4,000 in Victoria, on the same day, 250,000 Canadians got vaccinated. That's where the public's Well, at. this is why I think Trudeau enjoys the politics of this, because I think he sees the vaccination rate. He's seen some of the polling on the restrictions sure. and the Seven, mandates. And he knows them. Like, you know, the, the lady who just called in, I understand there's a significant minority of people who feel very strongly I wouldn't even on say it. significant. It's, well, it's, 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 I mean, there's, what is it? How many people are unvaccinated in the country? 10%? Less than ten percent. Oh, okay, all right. So, but got, even pe- there are even some people who are fully vaccinated though who don't like the mandates. Well, I've not seen okay. much evidence to say that's a, a large number of people. You know, the Ipsos yeah. Reid polls: seventy percent of Canadians want more restrictions on unvaccinated people. Okay, Will and Aldergrove. Hey, Will, go ahead. Keith, you are a parrot. Good. You're a parrot. Glad. Okay, you Thanks. know, you know, you know what? Like, I don't. I won't give in to the hard right. I'm sorry, the hard right wing. If they want to advocate overthrowing the government, a democratically elected government, I don't care if it's Stephen Harper or Justin Trudeau, that's not a position Canadians support. Let's Sorry. go to Rick in Port Moody. Hey, Rick. 
well, wow, Keith, you're really taking her on the chin today. I don't know if I'm going to be any better, but I'm maybe going to be a little kinder. Well, don't um, call him a parrot or I'll cut you off. No, good God, no. no I don't <laughs> even know sheeple. what that means. But, but, um, <laughs> a parrot. You know what? I, I, oh, yeah. I think really um, it, it's the narrative here. I, I mean, there are a lot of people that support what's going on with um, with the truckers that are up, uh, you know, that are doing this, uh, this convoy. Uh, I, what really bugs me is it's really... And Keith uh, brought make make your point make your point quick because we got thirty well, seconds it, left. It, these protesters are, are just following the rules that that all protests beforehand have have, have done. You know, perhaps to have Keith say that he's never seen such a thing like this is very hypocritical. I mean, okay, Keith, go, go ahead, go down. ahead. I, I've covered literally more than a hundred protests. I've even seen protests desecrate the tomb of the unknown soldier. Um, it, it doesn't happen. They don't protesters in Victoria. I've seen them many times. They don't assault and harass soup kitchen workers. That's what's happened in Ottawa. Thanks, Keith. See ya.